But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, Ole, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's a Lima time, 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 what in the hell was that? No, it's 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 been look. It's this is game what sixty five something like that. This is our third show of the season, so I gotta I gotta bring some intensity. Uh, that was like a, just a monster truck show guy. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's Robosaurus versus Gravedigger versus <laughs> the, the the hillbilly. He's the hillbilly wins every week. Every week. So I'm James. He's Pat. How you been? Yeah. I mean, we've we've texted a lot because there's some things in the works that may or may not pan out. That may pan out for you. That may not pan out for me. But but things are things are panning. How you been? Ah, uh, really good, man. Busy. We've we've both been very busy. Um, and I, I think that we need to uh, we need to let the listeners understand something. And that's when you win a World Series. You get to literally do whatever you want the <laughs> the next year. Whether you have a podcast or a show, you you don't even have to do it. Like that's part of the thing. So yeah, so yeah, you could say we're slacking, but no, we are. Uh, we're world champions, and uh, we we should be treated as such. Absolutely. So uh, just take that take that to the bank. Yes, cash that check and, and get and get denied because your credit's not good enough. So <laughs> no, no, I've been good. I've, I've actually was I've been excited to do this. I've missed the show somehow. I don't know how I, that that worked out. Yeah, no. Every time I log on to Twitter, I'm like, oh god, I hate this place. And then, and then, <laughs> like an hour later, I'm I'm responding to like freaking fascists, you know, and and, <laughs> and I can't yeah. I can't stop. Yeah, they'll get you. They're they're really good at uh, throwing that bait out there. Yeah, no, they're great at it. I mean, I mean, if there's one thing they're good at, it's it's uh, it's oppressing minorities and <laughs> and making you respond to their bullshit. Yeah, that's the, that's their only two things. Yeah, that's that's all they that's all they have. So fascist. So the, yeah, you're talking about Rangers fans, right? Fascist yeah, of course, Rangers. yes. Talking about Cole Hamels, who got who got oh. rocked last night, which was wonderful. Well, that's what happens when you hate minorities. <laughs> you know, I got I got invited. I didn't. I wouldn't have even had to pay. I got invited to last night's game and the game that's going on as we speak. And I think the Astros are up four one. If my if my latest. If my latest update is correct, um, and I and both times like it was before, it was I mean, when I got invited, it it was well before the game, and I just I knew like I can't make it, uh, and so and so I declined. I was like I you know I'm I'm busy, can't do it. You know, wish I could, but I need I need demonstrated proof that the Astros are going to win this game. And as of right now, I'm very regretful that I did not just go ahead and go to both those games. Well, that would. Well, that would have changed the outcome because of you know that your your curse is still alive and well. We can't, we have no evidence to refute it at this point. So at this at this juncture in time, you are still a curse to the uh, the Astros winning winning attendance. Yeah, no, I can, I can never. I, it's one of those. It's, it's like a martyr thing. Like I, if I want them to win, I I physically cannot be in the same place. Can't do it. That's that 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 whole dynamic for sports fans really fascinates me because I know people that are like. 
would take a bullet for their team, but they're they're so uh, superstitious that they will not watch like <laughs> the, like the playoff games or uh, the, or like the championship game. Like to, they'll sacrifice the, the whole reason they watch the sport, like so their team will win. So it's like this weird like. I don't know. I just think that's fascinating. Like, okay, so that's then. What are you doing? Rooting for the, so you really care that much that you won't watch <laughs> yeah. like the one thing that you care about. That's crazy. It's like a secular thing. I don't know. Now I watched. I watched every minute of the 2017 playoffs, and I, I didn't feel like me just watching it was a curse. But me being there, that's actually. I mean, that's actually true. Like that. That's a fact. Yeah, cause see, and I, I saw it firsthand because I have a very very good record winning tenants, but when we went together in the in our luxury boxes, which is still incredible, we got rocked. We got body rocked by the illegal tree and family. <laughs> That's and and Nori Aoki, prized reliever Nori Aoki, threw a scoreless. Oh yeah, that's pretty. I forgot about that. That's that's a big time memory now. Yeah, forget the dot boxes. It's the uh, it's Aoki throwing. I hey, forgot yeah. about that. Just doing work. All right. Uh, do we need to say anything about Bravado Spice? How they haven't sent me anything in a while? Uh, yeah, I need to. I actually need to harass them because I, I got one thing of that of the new margarita mix, which is incredible. It's absolutely. It's just so incredible. I'm so I need some of that, and uh, you need some of that. And then they've also they've gave a sneak peek at this uh, garlic and Carolina pepper. I Have saw. You seen that? I saw someone else tweet that, and I was like, "What? Is, what is that? Like, wait a second, we're we're like a sponsor. How do I not know about this? Yeah, so no, I need I need to know I need to know about that Carolina pepper thing. Uh, is that apparently that's the hottest pepper in the world, or is that or in the United States or something? Is that true? I, I don't know that. I think uh, I don't know. We can talk Scoville. We I remembered yes. it this time. Yeah, uh, I think apparently it's one of the one of the hottest. But uh, a garlic, a garlic sauce, the hot sauce is ideal. So I, uh, even with the spice, I may have to give that a, a try. But the margarita stuff, James, I can't stress enough how good it is. See, I know myself. So here's here's something, and I'm, uh, all right, it's a little too much. But I, like, there, are, I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I know what I cannot do, <laughs> and I and I know like what my limitations are. Like, I cannot have a video game system. In my house. Yeah, we, yeah, we know that. We know that about that because you'll play all seasons, all night. You'll never sleep, and you will get a divorce and, and be homeless and unemployed within six months. I, I so I can't play video games. And mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like my wife won't let me. I just I just know my it. wife. My wife. I I just I, I it's just not good. And I know I can't bet on sports, and I know I can't drink bourbon or liquor. Like I, it's just it's going to be bad at, news at all. At all, I mean, in a controlled environment, like I'll, I'll be, I'll happily do it. But I just can't. I cannot have like a bottle of bourbon laying around because uh, it'll, because then I'll like look up and it'll be four o'clock in the morning and I'm watching like part seven of of Hitler and World War Two on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, James, that's called uh, that's called alcoholism. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, hey, maybe I recognize that and I realize like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, just kidding. I'm gonna drink a little beer and and I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm not gonna mess with I'm not gonna mess with the hard stuff. And so the the margarita mix, I've never liked tequila, so I'll let I'll let my my wife I'll let her try it out with some of her friends and and see what the review is. But if you say okay, well, if you say it's well, good. Here, I got well. I got a. I got a little solution for you, playboy. Okay. Um, it's actually quite refreshing 
with uh, just a little uh, spritzer, throwing a little, uh, mix it with a little Topo Chico. Oh yes, and you got and you got a uh, a nice refreshing uh, pineapple, and uh, it's a, it's a real refreshing drink. The the jalapeno is like I, it's kind of subtle. It just kind of you get a little like a little on the back end. But it's not super spicy. Like I, you got to try it. It's really good. But yeah, yeah you, I don't even think you need the tequila. I would drink it with the, uh, yeah, with the Topo Chica and just kind of be all cool and organic with your juices. No, nah, no. There's a there's a, a weekend coming here. Not not next weekend. Not the weekend after that. There's a weekend coming in July where where we're gonna come down and and drop my daughter off and and we'll yeah we'll we'll hit it up. All right, and we we be singing. This is how we do it at a uh, Nazi rally again. <laughs> that was so weird. I forgot about the the very white supremacist tinge of that of that karaoke uh, experience. <laughs> but, I still have the whole thing because I just pushed live on my phone. I still have the whole thing streamed somewhere. Just there's no telling what's on that thing. Yeah, no. Jexus so was there uh, like randomly. Awesome. What's up? Yeah, you should probably listen to that just to see how if there's anything cool. It's not it's not published, so you're not you're not in trouble or anything. But I think uh, it'd be funny to check out. <laughs> it would. All right. So so anything else before we get into uh, uh, our very regular uh, Astros podcast? Yeah, yeah. Our, our week our weekly podcast. Uh, should I do <laughs> something like Bravado Spice? The spice of your life. Love it. Love it. I don't know what that was. I, I did like four different genres. I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, that was like the Neville Brothers meet Pavarotti and like a weird mashup, but it worked. Yeah, at a, like an off-Broadway, but not Broadway in New York, like Broadway in, in Sarasota. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But still good produ- still production, though. So, yeah, so Bravado Spy, shout-out to them. We're back. Uh, canned Oxygen, they're making cool shirts still. Uh, we ne- they still need to get you your shirts. Yeah. Basically, all our sponsors do is not give us what we deserve. And, uh, <laughs> we don't, and then we, in turn, don't give the listeners what they deserve, and that's a show. And then it's just kind of a vicious cycle from there. Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's talk Astros. Um, currently, Alexa, what's the score of the Astros game? At the moment, the Astros are beating the Rangers, 4-1 to one at the bottom of the third. Alexa, thank you. That's hey, Alexa, go sh- shut yeah, your mouth. No, 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 come on, dude. When the uprising happened, when Bezos releases his girls on the world, like I want my family to be spared. That's why I say thank you after every single thing I ask. Well, see, I've been buttering up to Elon Musk and his uh, his cyborg dragon. <laughs> so, like, that's so that's the side I'm taking in the uprising. So, I'm thinking the cyborg dragon and uh, and Tesla, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. All right. So, as of right now, the Astros are are on track to at least get a split, and it looks pretty good for the rest of the weekend because the Rangers are absolute trash. Uh, <laughs> let's because it's been it's been a month since we've done a show, which is shameful, but also kind of hilarious at the same time. Um, what has been the most surprising? Let's take a narrow view, then we'll then we'll go more bird's eye. What's been the most surprising thing, good or bad, for you? Uh, of the 2018 Astro season. Um, repeat that. I'm sorry. I was doing some technical work. Yes. Okay. So what's been the most surprising thing, good or bad, 
for you of the 2018 Astros to this point? Uh, let's see, good or bad. Um, I don't want to say that the uh, that the rotation being as good as they have been is is super surprising, but it's the how good they are maybe is kind of surprising. Okay. Um, and and then I'd say maybe the uh, the inconsistency of the of the lineup, just how they haven't uh, bailed each other out like they did last year, and it's just kind of been a very weird all up and th- up and down. Not even the bottom of the lineup, the whole the entire lineup, just the inconsistency of it. It's just very very strange and odd, and I think that's a little surprising for me. Yeah, I don't, and and I think this is where, when when something comes together, and and let's let's be perfectly honest, like it's really hard to win a World Series. Uh huh. And I mean, it's only happened once, you know, since I've been alive for the for the Astros, and basically, well, for every single human being that's been alive, the Astros have only won the World Series once. But but I I keep trying to tell myself like. <laughs> Last year was absolutely insane because it happened once doesn't mean that's how it's going to be from this point forward. Like because it happened once doesn't mean that's normal. You don't you don't hit with runners in scoring position like like the Astros did in 2017 for the rest of your career. Like that's a very I mean batted balls, you know, it it, it seems they can go straight to an outfielder they get other the opponent can shift better like it's it's just a really weird position to be in to think like wait a second the Astros were way better than this last year in this aspect of the game and now they suck but but not acknowledging that hey maybe last year was really random but it just broke good for for us as fans um, oh, before I respond to that very poignant observation, it's now four to three. Uh, Mazzara just doubled for the Rangers, so Freaking. the bad the bad guys have struck back with a counterpunch. Um, and then to to your point, I, I think that it, it, that's funny. The the way we discuss baseball and we debate everything from numbers to records to trends to all this stuff, and it's. It boils down to a bunch of breaking good or bad and random things, and really you can defend or uh, make a case for just about anything, including how dominant a, a certain closer has been um, and how unlucky a team has been. That's coming, no, but you can yeah. but you can literally do that with baseball, and it could boil down to just be like that one dropped in, that Texas leaguer dropped in, that ground ball got through. Uh, I don't know. Just so these all these random factors that play into a in a full baseball season. I think it's funny that that we all discuss it like it's we have it down and literally anything can happen and it's just like chance. It's like fantasy football. It's like <laughs> why do we even do why do we even do this? It's just luck and scheduling. It's just <laughs> whatever. Yeah. No, and it's it's weird because like I mean I've been I've been doing some things for the athletic like every now and then, but but not so much recently because I'm like watching the Astros like. Coming into the season when when sort of I had this deal with some freelance stuff, I was like, all right, yeah, I know, I know, I know things. Like I can I can speak knowledgeably about things and have statistics to back it up. And, and by this point, I'm like crippled with doubt and be like, like, maybe I don't know anything about baseball. Like, why wouldn't Alex Bregman be better? Why wouldn't Carlos Correa be better? Like, why wouldn't Dallas Keuchel in a in a in what's essentially a walk year if he wants it to be and if the Astros want it to be? Why wouldn't they be better? Like I don't th- this season, and it's weird to doubt a team that that's that's doing pretty well. 
and we'll talk about the Mariners. <laughs> we'll talk about the, the Mariners here in, here in a few minutes. But like it's th- this has I there's so much self doubt and like what do I actually know about baseball? Because I feel like it's absolutely nothing. Because this season is not working out the way that I thought it would. Well, I think that. <laughs> I, and well, first of all, you know an, an, a, a ridiculous amount about the game of baseball, and you should also know that a wise man realizes that he's stupid and that, we, <laughs> that everybody's that he's a fool or whatever the actual quote is. I don't know. That's paraphrasing the Lord or somebody. I don't know. Nietzsche, <laughs> the Lord. I don't know. Pavarotti. <laughs> somebody said that. Um, so, like, you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta realize that it, you know the game, but that doesn't mean that. Literally anything on earth can happen at, at any point. And also, the thing that we always, we've talked about pretty much since the inception of the podcast was this, the, the on the internet reactionary culture that we have. This is, it's still just June. Yeah. Like early, so like, this early is not, I mean, yeah, we have some, we have some ideas of who the team is and, and some stuff, but like, there's still the way the schedule has been for the, for the, the Strohs, like, Let's see the, how the stretch goes into the All-Star break with the easiest schedule, and let's see what happens when it's all balanced out for the first half. The, the All-Star break will be an actual good sample size to see what, what, we're, do, what we're actually dealing with. Yeah, because, I mean, we're in – I mean, there's still – I mean, it's, it's not 100, it's, but there's still, like, 97 games left. Like, it's not – yeah, it's, it's over a third, but, but it, we're not even halfway through the season yet. And, yeah, no, you're right. The schedule – it's not been the most favorable for the Astros. I mean, the Mariners haven't played the Red Sox or the Yankees at all yet. And that's something they're about to do, you know, here in the next couple of weeks. But well, we played all the playoff teams. We've played, we've played Minnesota. We've played the Yankees twice. We played Cleveland, who's record-wise isn't that great. But Cleveland, Cleveland wins the, that division. And they're, they're going to go back to the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. Oh, because the AL Central's trash. They're, it is absolutely garbage. So, and then we played them all in a row, which was just brutal in itself. And then we've also played the Mariners, who were a first-place team. So we're playing a bu- Arizona. We've played, we played a bunch of first-place baseball teams. And we, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the hardest schedule up until the date if, if i'm i don't know i guess i don't know what the actual uh but the standards were for that no that no, that's not, the hard I mean, but i'm the strength was just straight up strength of schedule i'm pretty sure we were, were the had the hardest right it it has it absolutely has to there's be. no way there's no way had a, anybody had a harder schedule than that Mm-mm. so yeah so there's that and then uh Oh, and then, but then we have all this this all time great rotation. St- I mean, this is a very odd season. And that being said, we're fourteen games over five hundred. And what are we talking about still? Yeah, <laughs> like no. it's and it feels we- how how are we fourteen games over? And it and it's not the World Series like it's not that that's making me like oh we're only this. It's all these weird factors, and I don't know why. I don't really feel down on the team. I just I feel weird. I don't. I don't know this. I don't know the team. I don't know the identity yet. They don't have one or something. Here, here's what I because I, I thought about this today because knowing that we're going to try to record this tonight, I right. was thinking I was thinking about it and, you know, I think last year we were used to the offense, in, in some because of injuries, because of Mike Fires, whatever. And God bless Mike Fires, but, but I, I feel like we were always waiting for the offense to bail the pitching out. And right. and this year it's the pitching bailing the offense out, and a win is a win, no matter what. But but there's an a, there's an adjustment 
at this point realizing like maybe last year was the fluke. This year they're they're regressing to 2017's mean, but oh. the, but the pitching is so good that that they can do that. And when we're used to, I mean, I still don't think the Astros have come back from a game have come back to win a game where they were down by three runs. And that was something, I, I would, and, and, I, and that was something they did on the reg last year. I mean, three runs was that. Yeah, you 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 make that up in in a third of an inning. In, yeah, they did in 2017. Go, Go no, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say that I think that that's the uh, that's the biggest thing that, uh, and I probably should answer this when you actually asked the question earlier about the surprising. Last year, the team not only did they hit with runners in scoring position, they came through over and over again, and it almost snowballed to where, I mean, there was a time last year when we were doing shows where we just expected down four runs in the ninth, yeah, we're scoring five, or <laughs> we're going to work at Memorial Day Miracle, I mean, we're just, all this stuff, like, we expected it at some point because it became that regular yeah. of them dropping, putting slanted numbers up in a half inning, and uh, they're just... Not doing it this year. They're just not coming through with runners in scoring position, and uh, it's very noticeable. So uh, when you're doing that, you're going to win a bunch of games, and when you're not doing it, you're not going to at least get those runs in, and we're seeing that. So I think that's a, a big – I wouldn't call it a juxtaposition. Well, it is a juxtaposition to go from offensive to not to, to pitching, to really flip. So I don't know. How much of you – because, I mean, ultimately what matters is – you win you win whatever game you're playing. And if you win it with the offense, awesome. But if you win it with pitching, and I still maintain that you only notice the shift when it doesn't work. Um, I mean, it's, it's one of the, like, okay, so, so the Astros won a ton of games last year with their legendary offense. Like mentioned in the same sentence more than once with the 27 Yankees. And now their pitching is so unreal that it, 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 it's almost like it doesn't matter. Like they found a different – they're still winning games. They just found a different way to win that we're not used to. Like, and it's all-time great. It's, it was 68 Cleveland. Or, and like all these I – mean, they're an all-time pitching staff uh, rotation as of now. Like it's the same thing just with the pitching. It's crazy. So, I mean – it. I think we complain because, like, the, there's not the clutch hits. I mean, I, I mention as often as I can in, the, in my morning post, like, how mostly how bad they are with runners in scoring position. But maybe that's, that's just normal. Like, it's, it's really hard to do that. And, and it comes with a focus against playing against the world champions. But, but if you win a game with pitching or if you win a game with offense, it, you, you still win that game. And that's, that's the goal. And I think we need to adjust our expectations. And, and I don't have an answer for what's happened to Carlos Correa. I blame the I blame the fiance, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but but it, it doesn't it doesn't matter when that. However, you need to win that game. Win the game, and that's what the Astros have done, minus a few very frustrating losses and what the run differential says their record should be. Right. Uh, yeah. I. I yeah, win games. That's really all that matters. And if we're if we're being completely honest, the that kind of pitching going into the postseason, uh, th- that wins. That's going to win postseason games because you're going to you're going to eliminate most of the bullpen, and you're going to have your McCullers 
Morton type st- bullpen again, uh, and yeah, uh, go win, go win two one games in the uh, and have just your super pitching that 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 can win. Um, I, I think it just bothers us because that the offense became their identity, and it was the identity of a, a world champion team. And now, not that there's anything wrong with the way they're pitching; it's incredible. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just it's kind of an identity crisis. And then it's also not seeing some of the guys that we want to see take a next step, take a next step, and, uh, and our superstars being dominant as of late, aside from Jose Altuve, who's just quietly hitting 332 or whatever it is, just back, just like having, he's, he's having a terrible down year. Oh, what's Altuve's deal? Oh, he's just hitting 330 plus? Oh, okay. The, the, power is, the power numbers aren't there for Altuve like they were last year. And that's, what, that's where it is for me, the power. That that's the power numbers aren't there for many people. I mean, Springer, Springer is Springer. He's transforming the game. He, he's transforming what you expect yeah. from a leadoff hitter. But but I mean, everybody else like Guriel has hit one home run. That's, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's really bad. Like I don't I don't understand. And and maybe because they're defending World Series champions, they have a bigger target. And the advanced scouting's a little bit better, and we talked about this. Like, like the opponents are a little bit sharper yeah. when when either the pitcher is a little more locked in or the batter is a little more locked in. But I, I think the I think the the hangover has more to do with the focus of your opponent than it does with being complacent with having just one. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to agree that with that, and like uh, Alan. Alan Michael talks about that a bunch as well. How you you are getting teams' best shot, and they're getting up for these games. These are the, we're getting nationally televised Sunday night baseball games. Uh, you've got two very very good baseball teams in uh, New York and Boston that want revenge and want to come out and say, "Hey, this is our year. Like you're not going to do that to us again." So they have something to prove, and they're all and they're, they're improved both of them, in, in my opinion. So you're dealing with that. And uh, it, it, yeah, it's there's a when there's a target on your back, and there's pressure, and you got other teams, you're taking their best shot. It's it's going to catch up to you every once in a while. That being said, I still can't explain it. Explain it. I still think it's an anomaly, and I still think it'll it'll balance out, and that it'll all maybe not get to like it was last year. But they're gonna this team this team cannot just not hit for an entire season. I, I don't see any scenario where that that maintains like it is right now. I just can't see that. No, I I, I agree with that. No, they, I mean, I mean, the the track record is there. I mean, it's not like you've got a whole bunch of rookies that have just got called up from AAA, and they're just happy to be there and trying to take advantage of their opportunity. I mean, it's it's. I mean, Altuve is Altuve, Springer is Springer, but but Correa is not. He's not right, and it was before his, what I think is an oblique injury. But I having no knowledge of what an oblique injury actually feels like. You know the. There's something up with Correa. Gaddis is a monster all of a sudden. McCann's not hitting the way that he was, or maybe he's now hitting the way that he should have. I don't, but, but like, I mean, Stassi, God bless him, but, but Marisnik, Jake Marisnik has no, has no business being in the major leagues. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I love the guy. But he is not, uh, yeah. So for even to even to make the case for defensive replacement, just uh, I mean Tony Kemp can do that. 
So uh, no, yeah, it's it's stuff like that. That's making that's where the difference is. It's Marisnik was what he hit. Did he hit fifteen home runs last year or twenty? He did 15. not. He didn't hit twenty. He hit fifteen. I think he hit fifteen. If I'm not, or was he right, or was he around eighteen or nineteen? He was. He had a career year. Well, yeah, no, it was a career year for sure. Hang on, let me let me look that up. Go ahead. So, but so, so you have you're getting that kind of productivity from Jake Marisnik. So if you to put that in perspective, like look at that. And then you're getting you're getting Marwin Gonzalez hitting thirty, having having an all time career career year, not doing that this year. Uh, I mean, it's, and it's just up and down the line. Everybody was having career years at once, and now it's either back to the mean or they are all slumping at the same time. Nobody's picking each other up. Yeah, and that's where and that's where they were so dominant last year. Is if two, three, four was somehow in a slump. Uh, the bottom of the lineup would get crazy hot, and then it was just there was never a uh, an, a complete lull in the team, except for uh, a, a few nights in New York in the, in October. Yeah, no, uh, Marisnik had hit um, four, six, fifteen, twenty. He'd hit twenty home runs career in the majors from two thousand thirteen to two thousand sixteen, and he hit sixteen in two thousand seventeen. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's crazy. And, and I tried to point this out on Twitter earlier this week where, like, it's a very, it's a very small percentage of Jake Marisnik's major league plate appearances where he's actually been a good hitter. And I think we're putting, I, I think there's too much romanticism put on Marisnik in 2017 and the year they won the World Series. Like, he's not, he's not a good major league hitter if you want to throw him in the eighth and let him spell springer so he doesn't get hurt that's fine but starting him on a regular basis he's there is like 85 percent of his career major league at bats where he's been a below average offensive threat and yeah, and he doesn't. He doesn't even walk. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't no. do any. I, I don't. I, Hinch. He must. I don't. I want to. I would love to know what the explanation is because he really keeps getting the nod after nod. And, and you know, no offense to Jake. I mean, he he knows he'd have to. He has to play a little bit better. And by a little bit, I mean a lot better. Yeah. But like, why does he keep getting the nod? I I, I don't know. I, I I he he's never been a good hitter, and he never has gotten on base. He doesn't even hit for contact. If we're being honest. No, not this year. I mean, it's it's. It's legendarily bad at this point for Jake Mar- and, and whether that's – I mean, Reddick was out because he got bit by a spider, which let's talk about the Spider-Man, his favorite superhero, Spider-Man, and then he gets bit by a spider and gets staph infection. Like, No, he's just a hillbilly where spiders are at, and he got bit by a spider in his <laughs> barn or whatever. That's what happened. That makes perfect sense. And, yeah, so I'm not worried about that. No, yeah, I'm still, I don't I'm – still, I'm still holding out hope that, that at some point this season – like Josh Reddick is going to slow a pitch down by shooting a spider web out of his wrist, and 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 driving a ball five hundred and forty feet, and then and then Jake Marisnik is magically healed from Preston Wilson disease. <laughs> He's got Preston Wilson disease, and that's it's it is fatal. So you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you if you go and get that uh, the European Magic Johnson medicine, that you maybe <laughs> maybe. You can come. You can come out of it and become a productive major leaguer and help the team go to win another World Series. But yeah, Preston Wilson disease. Uh, we may have to raise money for that later in the year because it's very, very deadly. That's the next. Yeah, that's the Bozoathon uh, annual second annual <laughs> Bozoathon. 
which will not. Yeah, we're happen. not doing that. We're never doing that again. Yeah. No, that if we do, it will not happen on a weekend during the school year. That's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, that was just. Oh, we're dumb. We're so stupid. Hey, maybe we have maybe we have Preston Wilson disease. I have I have AJ Przniersky disease. <laughs> it's a bad bro. I have who do I have Joe Buck disease. That's not good. <laughs> Got hair plugs all of a sudden for no reason. Yeah, I'm just terrible. Yeah, so. Yeah, so yeah, I think that everything came together for a magical World Series run, and this team is still, I, I still think it's the best team in baseball. I, I don't, I really do. And uh, there's no reason why they can't go out and compete for another World Series. I, I haven't seen anything from any any of the other teams that says that they're that much better and that I'm terrified. I, I think the Red Sox are good, the Yankees are good. Uh, Cleveland's going to be tough in the playoffs, and Mariners can go jump off their own their own docks. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, we can, get, you want to, we can get into Seattle, and they're just what are they? They're, I mean, they're essentially the 2016 Rangers. Yeah. No, they're they're what they're night. I mean, coming into tonight's game, which is uh, might be happening. I don't know. Um, they're 19 and nine in one run games, and they're undefeated when they go to extra innings. That's Great. Re- that's ridiculous. Good for them. No, but but it, it, it still goes back to the point where when we were doing this in 2015, when we were like, "How are they doing this?" It doesn't matter. A win is still a win. Like you've banked that win. They they have they've taken advantage of every opportunity they've had. And, and that's good. That's good for them. But that being said, it's not going to last. The schedule is going to catch up to them. The run differential is going to catch up to them. That's not a team that's going to battle us for this division. I mean, I just don't. Uh, they're not. They're not a threat. And even if they were a threat, Robinson Cano can't play in the playoffs. So what are you even talking about? Get, uh, scram Seattle! Like, get, get, go have the Jay Buhner bobblehead reunion or whatever. <laughs> That's the craziest thing for me that that since Cano's been out, like he's been, he's missed again coming coming into tonight, twenty three games, and they're seventeen and six. Like, how do you explain losing your best player and and rattling off 17 out of 23 wins? You're playing the Rangers. You're playing Tampa Oakland. Bay. You're playing. You're playing a bunch of the Bozos. You're playing a team from the Van, a Vancouver minor league team that uh, <laughs> somehow that counts that counts for the record. I don't know. They're not. I mean, what was their their strength of schedule was. One of the easiest, if not the easiest, if I'm not mistaken, or I could be making that up. I don't know. It's got to be, yeah. And then, yeah, and then they were the the record that you just fought off in one run games and uh, and extra inning games, which is which is great. That's taking care of business in games that are close. That's that's great. But that it's not gonna last. That run differential's too low. They are not. They're just not. They're not those dudes. Like it's not gonna last. So everybody can calm down. About Seattle. What? What? Uh, I mean, they're not. The, the only thing that you guarantee is that Paxton is going to beat us. That's the only thing you guarantee. <laughs> so that's one. It's one, it's one win every once in a while, and that's that's it. What? What bothers me, and that's no, that's absolutely true. Like James Paxton is to the Astros what Roy Oswalt was to the Reds. Oh yeah. Um, but I I do. What worries me, and I said this because I was at Game Two of the Astros twenty. Yeah, it's 2018. Uh, I was at the at the one game the Astros lost, like their first ten games, because that that's my curse. 
But yeah. but I I told my wife as we were walking out, she's like, "Why are you so my mad?" My wife. <laughs> I was like, "Why are you so?" She was like, "Why are you so mad?" It's there's 160 games left. I was like, "No, every win gives this reprobate fan base hope," and and I every one run win makes the Mariners think they're never out of it, and that's that's the worst thing. Like they they don't give up after the seventh inning, and or when they're down <laughs> by they're down by three. Like every win that every win that they squeak out, it it leads to them thinking like we can do this every game, and when that happens more times than not, they're gonna do it. And and yeah, they've played an easy schedule, but it doesn't mean that that at the end of the year, when if they have ninety one wins, you look at their schedule and be like, uh, actually, you've got like seventy nine. So no, you're not going to the playoffs. Like it's not right. the BCS. Like it's it's. I mean, it's it's, I get a, it. it's a pretty hard and fast rule. Like, you, did you win? Okay, that counts. It, it's I it just, does count. I don't. I still, but it's not, it can't last. It's not sustainable. And you know what is sustainable? An Alex Bregman home run. He just hit his eighth, and uh, it's up five three. Heck yes! Thank you, Alexa. So, uh, so yeah, so Bregman's sneakily got on pace to to hit a crack his home run total. What, what did he hit? Twenty five last year? No, he had like nineteen. Oh, yeah, I'm just making stuff up. I, I feel like he should be hitting. Uh, no, 20, no, 25 is the number. I feel like I feel like he needs to be 25 plus, and I'd like him to be a 30 guy, but that's probably asking a little bit much. But uh, who knows? Line, yeah. Who knows? He, I mean, he's he's still got a lot to learn about big league pitching and hitting. So I, I think that he can he can make some improvements. So yeah, so that's good to see that some power from him. He crushed that ball last night. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah, it's true. And he and he bat flipped, which is. One of my favorite things in sports, I, I, I really love the the bat flip. It's yeah, just something that not that anybody's like, no, I hate the bat flip. No, everybody plenty. agrees that it rules. It just really rules. No, plenty of people hate the bat flip. Who hates the bat flip? I, uh, if you're listening and you hate the bat flip, call me at nine one one. Tommy Tommy Lauren hates the bat flip. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. You're at of course. Britt McHenry Tim. hates the bat flip. I just don't understand how, like, why? No, I, I mean, you hit a, I mean, it wouldn't be hard to hit a home run off my, like, if I, if I put something into it and, like, I mean, just hump it up to, like, 67 miles an hour, like, you, you could hit it 500 feet, and I'd be like, ha that was a good one, yeah, sweet. That's why I feel like how it should be, like, I know, like, it, you don't, you never want to give up a home run, but I, I will, just to add, I, there is nothing better than that dejected picture of a keeled over racist Cole Hamels right when <laughs> right when Bragman made contact with it he was just like oh no <laughs> immediately just was like frozen frame and he's like keeled all the way over and the ball's already out of the park it's just fantastic yep. so shout out to Cole Hamels and his hate for uh, minorities <laughs> uh all right what's what's next um let's talk. so yeah so you, do, do you agree before we close up to, to in the Seattle, the Seattle segment, the the Starbucks. No, I don't know. I don't have. I'm not gonna. I have nothing for that. I'm not even gonna go there. The cricket, the cricket hour. Um, <laughs> so do you do you agree that that's just not sustainable? I, I get what you're saying about a win is a win is a win, but the way it just sometimes there is just luck, and it happens to just break your way for a few weeks, and that doesn't. If your offense is not that good it's going to be not that good when you're playing tougher competition and you're not going to get those wins yeah no i'm i if 
if the Mariners are still in first place in three weeks, then I'm going to be legitimately concerned. Because as of now, I'm like, ooh, that's not cute anymore. Like, I mean, we talked about this. Like, who's your non-Astros team? And before they before they switched to the AL, like the the Mar- the Mariners were my AL team because my parents lived in Seattle for a while, and Safeco is my favorite non Minute Maid Park stadium. But yeah. but like now I'm like okay th- nah, no this isn't this isn't cute anymore. Like I don't I don't like this as much as I would have maybe I don't know ten years ago, and I don't think it's sustainable. But I still. I still go back to the the point where every every win that they sort of like come up with somehow it just emboldens them for the future. Like I don't right. like I don't like what the 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 momentum that they're gaining where you know they it doesn't matter if you're playing if you're playing a a, a crappy basically glorified AAA team like Tampa Bay if you feel like you're never out of a game, that's going to carry over into a, a series against the Yankees, the Red Sox, which the Mariners have plenty of coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I'm, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm not, I still think, I mean, there, there's no, I can't wrap my mind around a scenario where the Astros don't make the playoffs. And then, Oh, come on. Yeah, no, that's the, come on, man. But, but I still, I, but I still think that over a 162-game season, the Astros are better than the Mariners and come out on the right side. That said, I hope they still – I hope they make the playoffs. Like, I, I mean, it would, be, it would be fun to for the Mariners to get hot in, like, one game and beat somebody, and that means the Astros play them in a, in a seven-game series, like, or a, I don't know, five-game, whatever, however it works out. But, right. Because I think I – think and, and this is what I'm – this is what I'm thinking about. I, I feel like the Astros know what it takes. Uh, obviously, they know what it takes to win a World Series. Right. I, I think that there's a part of them that's like, look, we're, we're really good. We're better than who we're playing most of the time. Just get to October healthy, and, and then we'll unleash the Kraken or whatever whatever. Uh, the, the, yeah, whatever mean animal that you're going to unleash. Yeah. yeah, that's the the page out of the San Antonio Spurs where they just don't. They're just like, oh, the Spurs are only a four C. What's they're slacking and they just haven't played all year and they just stretch right before the playoffs and go win a championship. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I, oh, it's I, like you're just playing to make the playoffs to maintain, stay healthy, and get your reps in, and then you turn it on when you're supposed to. Um, I, I feel that'd be, like that's yeah. that's what the Astros are. I mean, not that I don't. I don't watch them and think like these dudes. These dudes don't care. Like that has not entered my mind. But I, but I think that there's a part of them that realizes what it takes to play an extra twenty games in October and very early November. That that they're like, okay, I, maybe I don't risk tearing a hamstring sprinting to first against the Tigers. Right. And and yeah, and, yeah, that's valuable. That's very valuable. That's a valuable thing to learn to to pace yourself. And, and honestly, but last year, remember, they the, the team didn't even play together until October ever. Not the rotation, not the lineup. People were hurt all year long, and it just staggered out. It was really a, a, a fortuitous year. I mean, it really was the way everything worked out. But uh, so I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I called the Mariners the 2016 Rangers. They're the 2015 Astros. Maybe a that year early. Sense. They're not quite. Ooh. They're not quite there yet. But they're, they're they've got the talent and they're winning games. And it could snowball. I mean, you're right. It could snowball and they could keep winning. That you know that that 15. That's exactly. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but but the two the 2018 Mariners to the 2015 Astros. That's exactly what I was thinking earlier. Like they're they're a little bit ahead of their time. Uh, but they're they're putting it together and they're surprising people left and right and that's that's a I mean because because I thought of it uh, or, or made made that jump like that's to me that's a absolutely perfect analogy. Yeah, and also I mean it's and it's no disrespect to them when I say it's not sustainable. They uh, the fact that they're thirty nine and twenty three is incredible, and they deserve that record. They that's their record. So they, I mean, they did. It's not that's not fluky. I just the, the way they play and the, and the run differential and the and the schedule. It's I, it's all gonna it's all gonna work itself out. Yeah. So I mean, I, I want to clarify that it's not it's not really a disrespect. Like, oh, hey, Mariners, like y'all are, y'all are terrible. I, I don't you you're not sixteen games over five hundred and, and and terrible. That's just not how it works. In June, yeah. But I, I, but they will revert. They will uh, go back towards the mean here uh, in the next few weeks when we when they play a few playoff teams, and I'm, I can't wait to see what happens. And hopefully, we're not in your scenario where we're terrified and they are hanging around, and we are neck and neck with the stupid ass Seattle Mariners. <laughs> you know, I, I think part of what our anxiety is is also that that by this point last season, the Astros were up by like 13 games, and yeah. I, I think it's. Even though the Astros were god awful, you know, for from what two thousand nine to two thousand fourteen, like it's yeah. it's this point that the Astros are playing uh, overall. They're playing pretty well. Obviously, there's some room for improvement, but but we're in we're in second place, and there's a team that may be putting it together a little bit better, and we're just. And as short a memory as a baseball fan has, which is pretty damn short, which is weird for a sport that values history, um, the the fact that the Astros are within striking distance of their 2017 record, or at least what it should be, and are are still in second place, or at least not like seven games up, you know, I mean, a lot by this point last year, we're we're sort of thinking like just stay healthy, get to October, and let's see what happens. At this point, it's sort of a concern. Like, wait, are the are the Mariners for real? Like, why are why is my favorite team in second place? Even though we would have stabbed a nun for second place in like 2011. Yeah, I, I think it's just it, it's all it's really all semantics. We're we're 14 games over. We're at the same place. It's just a different feel. Um, I, I, we haven't even put it together yet, and we're. 14 games over 500. I think everything to put everything into perspective, um, the Astros have not played peak baseball very much at all this season. I mean, aside from the, some dominating pitching performances, they've blown multiple games that I mean that they should have won. Not your typical like oh that one they got us that one. I mean that the Cleveland meltdown was unacceptable. Yeah, they had a few like that. So uh, I mean they are still one of the best teams in baseball. Record-wise, right now, playing mediocre at best, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, uh, I guess the whole league isn't playing that great, so just record-wise, they look good, but they're not playing great baseball. So if that's what it takes to win the American League again, then oh well. 
but uh, they haven't even put it together yet. I fully expect us to to pull away and have a five game plus lead at the All Star break, and I hopefully a lot more. But I'm, I don't want to get too crazy with my predictions. I, I, five plus. No, I think that's true, and I think that what happened was that the American League West was embarrassed last year by the Astros. I mean, how could you not be? How do you win your How do you win your division by twenty games when you play them more than when you play your division opponents more than anybody else? And and so for for like the Angels, for the Mariners, they realize like, and, and the Rangers are tanking. Let's be honest. Um, but but for the for the Angels and Mariners who think like, now's our shot. How do we how do we respond? And they I mean the Angels and Mariners made their team better. And, and they, now they, they, they always stay in the same place. They're always seemingly making their team better, but they're always just kind of in the, the same place. They the Angels have some kind of weird. They have a weird Anaheim curse on them. <laughs> but uh, so uh, and yeah, we got and then the Rangers are tanking. Can't wait to see racist Cole Hamels and pinstripes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is, I'm pretty sure there's that's where he's going to end up. Uh. Which makes sense because I have maintained that the uh, the Bronx is also very racist. So <laughs> remember our remember our Babe rant. Oh yeah, you had, you had the classic uh, the pinstripes of the bigger ones on the white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember when you said that really r- hilarious racist joke? Hilarious. Wait, Just what? kidding. So yeah, so yeah, the Bronx Bombers. The, shout out to the Bambino. We need Cole Hamels. Bring it, bring his whole sex dungeon. We'll set up a bodega. <laughs> we'll get we'll get Desus and Mero to. Talk yeah. about how great Cole Hamels is. Yeah, we've got Cardi B. We got me. We got Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels won't talk to Cardi B. That's not acceptable. It's like, well, she's not. Uh, she's not white. Of course, he's not going to talk to her. That's right. And he can't. He like his. He he looks at he looks at her breasts and 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 is is excited. And then he thinks of his like German wife. Yeah, yeah, he, that's yeah. Of course, it's it's only pure blood. He can't can't mess with uh, can't mess with a Dominican. <laughs> All right, so so let's talk about some of these leads the Astros have blown. Um, and and as far as because I I feel like uh, I think our last show was titled "Optimistically Concerned." Uh, Ken Giles, what the hell? It's it's the same shit. It's the, it's all the same shit. It's. Ken Giles uh, needs the. We seem to. Oh man, it sucks. He pitches just good enough to keep his job and hang around, but he hasn't technically blown a save. But he'll <laughs> pitch in non-save situations and give up give up a run to get a save, or he'll just give up a bunch of runs. Like uh, he punches himself in the face. Um, I, I I just don't. I, I've talked about this a bunch. I, I don't like the. The two pitch closer, the Brad Lidge fastball. Sl- I don't the the specific slider fastball combination. Yep. There's pass balls. Let's talk about let's talk about the Astros brand of pass balls. By the way, that's it's carried over into this year, and it's not good. Just uh, when a, that's just kind of a little tangent there. They, there's more pass balls in, in an Astros game than than I've I've seen watching baseball my whole life. Yep. With runners moving up all the time, and and. Ninth inning, just running, scoring runs off it. Just all the time, runners are advancing from our pass ball. So that, I wish they could maybe sew that up a little bit. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't like uh, – I just don't like that that combination in a closer because it's too easy to either get touched up if they're 
if they're sitting on that slider and you're trying to throw it to get him chasing an early count and you get behind, they're going to sit and he doesn't quite throw hard. He throws just not hard enough to to get touched up. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't trust it. I I wish we'd go sign some crazy 104 mile an hour throwing just nut job. And I just want I I want an A plus arm in the, in the back end. I really do. I, that's the one thing we're lacking. And we've talked about this before, but Will Harris and those guys do not have the stuff to. When they don't have it, they don't have that that ninety nine hundred one mile an hour fastball to go just switch it up and go get a strike when when they're not locating their off speed pitches. Yeah. Um. And so there's the margin for error in our bullpen is slim to none, and I, I want a plus arm. I and I I know that that's goes without saying but I, I would i'd like somebody just even switch it up to keep them guessing because it, it for adjustment period for half an inning have some guy that throws 103 and say <laughs> good luck getting your bat speed up and then by the time you you're caught up you're the game's either over or you're on to the next inning so i'd look into that 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 might be forrest whitley yeah you know what i i i, I was Bringing that up too, I don't know if it was Alan Michael show or, or somewhere else where I talked about. I, I said that I thought that Forrest Whitley would be a, a back end bullpen guy come September, and uh, I was I got some pushback on that. So I, I don't know. See, I don't I don't know if because I mean he's making his season debut tonight. Like it's apparently I would, I would presume it's going on as we as we record this, but I don't know if if because he was suspended. But it wasn't for a performance-enhancing drug. Like, is he eligible for the postseason roster? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Because I think I think Rob Manfred makes up rules as he goes. But he absolutely he absolutely does. Was he pop? Was he pop for Adderall or something? Is that what it was? I I don't think it ever came out. But presumably, it was like he had twenty hours worth of energy for for one five-hour energy. Like, I don't. I don't. It was it was caffeine-related, but but not not steroid labeled why that's i that stupid banned substance list for some of the stuff is so stupid that i want to know what kind of weird drug lobby is on it like why (laughs) some of this stuff is on there and why it's that's a whole different topic we'll have to we need to start working in uh baseball culture stuff no we don't don't get into that enough no but i i think we we need to to expand our horizons at some point but uh, you know just stuff that's just so stupid and yeah manfred makes up rules uh, yeah, what the hell's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look it up. I'm, that's why I'm kind of talking in circles. I'm trying to look that up while we're well, talking about it, but while, I can't while, find it. While you look it up, I, here's what I think's up with, with Ken Giles. No, he, he doesn't have a, really a third pitch, but he is. I think he has committed wholeheartedly to the idea of pound the strike zone, which is not great if you've only got two pitches. Like He's only walked one batter. I mean, like every every right. base, every base runner means that they've gotten contact on him through through whatever whatever means they can use to to get on base. I mean, he's he's not getting bombed. Like it's not like he's given up home runs. He's given up singles. He's given up doubles. He's not getting rocked. But but everyone's making contact because he doesn't want to, for whatever reason, thinks that throwing balls is a bad idea. And and I think if if Ken Giles acted like more like Charlie Sheen in Major League, where 
He's the everyone knows he's this wheels off dude, but but he might actually literally throw a hole through your throat where he's not where he has no idea where it's going. I think it would benefit him more because batters by this point know he's going to throw in the strike zone. So you can kind of close your eyes and swing and it's probably going to work out. Like I don't he 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 pounds the strike zone too much. Yeah, you can't you can't pitch to contact in, in a in a closing situation and you know and Giles comes in a lot of time with with you know with inherited runners and runners on, and then he'll throw he'll have a wild pitch, and then those runners it's second and third, and then a, just a bloop base hit, those two runs score, boom, there you have it. There it and is. It's, yeah, you're right. He's not they're not they're not hitting 400 foot just monster. They're not like squaring him up every time, but three Texas leaguers in a row is three base hits in a row. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, it's true. And last year he was walking the bases loaded, and then he sometimes he'd come out and strike out the side after he did that. So I don't. It's like he can't. His adjustments are all the way or nothing. It's not in, in between. He's so no. He's, he went from walking to not walking. I'm only throwing strikes, and I don't. Especially only having two pitches, and you're throwing all in the strike zone. What are you doing? No. Yeah. No. No. He's, he's he has over adjusted for his 2017. Bless his little heart and his mental problems. I, I, shout out to Ken Giles, man. No, I'm really, I, that was kind of mean. I didn't mean it like that. Uh, I just, <laughs> I, it wasn't as heartless as, as it came off. Because he definitely struggles with anxiety or, I don't know, man. He punched himself in the face, so I know that. But he, he has pitched very well since he did that, except for the, the Boston game where he came in and just gave up a bunch of runs. Yeah. No, But I, mean, I don't understand him. Like, yeah, he's just, he's overcompensating and... But I don't see how anybody's allowing that. Like, that's not – throwing in the strike zone with that stuff is not – not that he has bad stuff. It's, it's great stuff. But it's not – it's not just dare you to hit it fast. And yeah. it's not, it's not you know, sweeping all the way across. You know, it's not on uh, Rob Friedman's Twitter account, <laughs> you know, with the, with, the, with the pitch gifts. Yeah. So, like um, – and if it was, then I wouldn't be saying a damn word. <laughs> So, but yeah, him throwing in the strike zone and, and pitching a contact. It, I know that he's not, but that's essentially what you're doing. If you're throwing in the, in the zone, you're pitching a contact and you're getting you're giving up base hits. So stop doing that. I think I think what Giles needs to do is next time out, maybe it's tonight. I don't know, but he needs to throw a pitch 17 feet behind the batter, and Mike Napoli would would act like he got hit in the back. But but just make the hitter think like you have no idea where it's going. And and see what happens. I I think he's I think it, it's sort of what what we've been talking about for the last like six minutes. But but pitchers know he's going to pound the strike zone. And if you if you make contact because he throws just hard enough, he's like 96, 97. He's not he is not a hundred miles Giles anymore. Like he's going to throw 97, 98. But at this point in baseball history. If you're used to it, you you can get around on it. Yeah, that's not that's not elite anymore. That's not. I mean, the the 105s and these 103, the, the you know the Chapmans and the and the who's the guy through 105? The uh, what's his name? That and it moved to uh, is it the who was what's his name? I, I'm blanking on it, I don't and know. I don't like I don't like when I blank on it. We well, had the pitch he threw it was like 105, and it move it's moving and like when those kind of pitches are like, good luck he didn't have the a 97 mile an hour fastball is not 
that's just not going to cut it. I mean, shit, you saw Stassi against Chapman turn on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and hit <laughs> down the line, pull it down the line, just t- hands in on 100 yeah. mile I mean, come on. These guys, <laughs> yeah. these guys have fast hands, and they can hit that. So that's not enough to... Uh, that's not enough to overpower anybody and say, okay, good luck hitting this. It's, it's right down the middle. It's 97. Yeah. Like, that's just not that's not going to cut it. Guys, major league hitters can crush that. 20, 20 years ago, Billy Wagner could get away with that, but but not not anymore. No, yeah, it's just a different – yeah, it's just that's not – exactly. that In the Billy Wagner era, Trevor Hoffman, those guys, like that was, that was the cream of the crop arm. Um, and, I, and it's not even a shot at, at his stuff. He still has amazing, you know, amazing stuff. and still throws very hard, but it's just not that level of doing what he's doing. So do guys, you, 100 plus can throw in the zone and say, good luck. And I, I'd take the odds and say, you're probably, the chances are you're not going to square it up 103 mile an hour fastball. Yeah. Even if you're sitting on it. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you sit on that? I mean, you, you have to be ready. Yeah. You have to just guess and you got to. Pray to the the Lord, the actual Lord, or the devil, whoever your team is, and you got to pray that you that you guess right and you make contact. You don't have time to think on that. Oh man, yeah. So I, the bullpen, I, everybody's freaking out about it, and oh, look at the numbers. I mean, that's the most that this and this kind of bookends everything, which I like that we can do this. Yeah. It goes back to talking about how you can make an argument. With the numbers and playing around, basically, yeah, their AL ranks are great numbers wise and ERA and all sorts of stuff. Well, you know, let's keep in mind that the starters were going seven plus every night for uh, for a, a long stretch there. Yeah, there was. Uh, there's just all these little factors that uh, I don't know. They're not. They're they've been good, you know, most of the time, and then they've been very very bad when and and. Close games when we needed them. <laughs> yeah, no, they I take mean, care of business when it's seven to three. But when it's you know the blown Cleveland game and the Yankees games when they're actually tough situations, they're they're blowing games, and that's not that's what I want to measure. Like that's what I'm looking at. I'm not worried about the day to day shit. I want the when the game is on the line, can you do it? And they they have not. So that means they're not good to me. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, the Astros are four again as of right this mo. Excuse me, right this moment, the Astros are four and twelve in one run games. You know, that's you, not good. <laughs> no, you you even that out and make it five hundred. Which last year the Astros, were, I don't know what the record was, but it was decidedly above five hundred in one run games. And you're looking at what three run uh, three game lead. You know, at, at this point, which we breathe a little bit easier about, like there's just things are things are different this year, and because of last year, with the with the benefit of winning the World Series, like that we came to expect 2017, and and you can't replicate that. You you cannot replicate the 2017 Astro season, and and you might get close, but it's going to be for different reasons, and that's what we all have to come to grips with. And that's really hard for people that are freaking stupid <laughs> and can only can only think like 365 days at a time and don't have any semblance of historic knowledge and outliers and whatever. So the next time you get pissed off at somebody on Twitter, rem- remember you are smarter than they are, and so screw them. Oh man, that that whole thing was very very fun. 
Then uh, I almost and uh, you're talking about the uh, the whole the Twitter war, correct? Yes. Okay, so uh, I'm not gonna want to get any specifics. I almost I almost took the bait, and it was actually on uh, it was on Facebook. So one of the some oh, of the God. one of the guys I'm Facebook friends with screenshotted that uh, that tweet and was like, and I guess he's friends with the dude and was like, hey man. Th- uh, just uh, made some smart ass comment to the, and he, the dude's a nice guy, just not a super, you know, just, I don't know. Hey, he was not correct in making that post. So I almost took the bait and I was talking about the, uh, you know, how they're both and simultaneously number wise, they're both simultaneously good in terms of their numbers and very bad in terms of clutch and, uh, a, you know, a few different m- metrics that uh, actually measure whether you're saving close games. And he came back and argued, which you saw on Twitter, the uh, that they're the unluckiest team in baseball. Yeah. So And so I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to, here I go. So I came back and said, well, you can't, there's, luck is not quantifiable. And he came back with, luck is absolutely quantifiable. <laughs> and I was, and in that moment I was like, this guy is crazy. And I, that there's no, you can't, I was like, nah, and then I got out because I I almost was in right there. But when he told me that luck was quantifiable from a baseball sabermetric standpoint, I was just like, okay, yeah. I want him to be like, okay, let me see it, let me prove it, let me just like, how does it work? Well, I mean, the clutch like, has been one of the most one of the most contested stats and unreliable. Well, no, it's not. Um, I don't know, but the, telling me that luck is quantifiable, so you could say that you can look at a percentage, and so, so like the Cleveland game, uh, yeah, that's that's probably considered unlucky by math standards because nine times out of ten you don't blow that lead or whatever. But that yeah. doesn't mean that it wasn't bad, and Cleveland just beat us. That doesn't mean that's unlucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because it's a rare occurrence doesn't make it unlucky. But, but, but by math standards, I feel like it would because of the percentages of it happening again or it in the moment. So I, I think that luck is a hilarious to even present. As, I, I know that they like to say, oh, they're unlucky in schedule or the way things break. But at the end of the day, you're not, you're not basing major decisions on a, a luck stat. <laughs> no, no. The, the, the White Sox aren't like 6-56, and 56, which I think that's their actual record. <laughs> uh, because and and no White Sox fan is like, oh man, we we really we were really unlucky for like twenty five of those games, so we should be thirty one and thirty one. Like no nobody's. I, I mean, your record is what it is, and you have to own that. And the the for whatever reason, the offense, the the clutch that you had in two thousand seventeen, if you can quantify that. Like, Marwin has been god-awful yeah. this season so far. Like, you just have to, you just have to, and, and you don't know what, I mean, who's, who could potentially walk this year? And I mean, like, like leave the Astros. Marwin. Marwin. Dallas Keuchel. Like, um, yeah, b- b- both are possible. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That, I think that's weird in a contract year. Is uh, Gattis in a guy? Gattis is in a contract year, isn't he? I think. Think so, I be- but I'm I not believe sure. He, I believe he is. I, b- I believe it's Gaddis and Marwin, and then you got Dallas to deal with. Um, the rest of the team is locked up for at least the through next year with Verlander, and then the staggering starts to happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, you're you're right, and I I with all those career years, I we need to see what happens this year and kind of figure out a uh, you know in middle ground or what the uh, you know what the mean is if they're 
if it's a big drop off because you're not coming off a career year. You're not you, if you expect them to do that again or improve upon it, then you know you're you're going to be holding out for, for uh, some miracle type stuff. I'm not saying it can't happen. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I I expected Marwin to have another good year, but I didn't expect him to uh, ex, you know expand upon 30 home runs and, and it hit 320. You know, I. I I, I if think he got that I, again. I would be, ela- I'd be elated and say, pay him whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> I think you. And I still, I, I actually, and I still say, pay him whatever he wants, just based on his utility value. And we talked about that before, but that's a whole other thing. No, but I, I, I think you and I were both concerned about what a logical, natural regression for Marwin might mean to this team, and and it's, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, it's important. He was a, he was a uh, a, a, MV, a team MVP type candidate. I mean, uh, you know, aside from Altuve being their actual MVP, Marvin Gonzalez was. I mean, Mike Fires, a regular season MVP, and also the MVP of having his name tattooed on his arm. And then you have, <laughs> and then Marvin Gonzalez has to be. He has to be the guy. I mean, for what for what he did, and then the hits the hits he came up in the in the playoffs in the World Series. Uh, Marwin Marwin had to be that is my regular season MVP from uh, I guess role player MVP if you will I don't know what how to word that but no when he when he hit like that, that was home, an all time without that yeah go ahead no when he hit that home run in game two I was like this that that's freaking it like we like we and and at this point I don't like referring to my fandom as we. Mm-hmm. But but I was like, yeah. no. In Game Two of the World Series, I'll 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 absolutely identify as the twenty sixth man on the roster. For sure. Um, you know, I was like, no, no, this, this, no, this is this is for real. Like, we could win the World Series, and I still want my ring, Kevin Goldstein. Make it happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would also like my ring, and I, I was doing my I was doing Wolf Church right then. So the Ghost <laughs> Wolf does have. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna. This is. I promised I wouldn't say this, and I was telling somebody else this. Okay, guys. Now, part of the problem could be my fault. I did break the ghost wolf pendant, and uh, so there, the ghost. The go, yeah, it broke. I mean, uh, it was twelve dollars on eBay, James. I mean, it was very sacred to me, but the uh, it did break. So I, I don't know. I don't hey. know how any of that works. No. So uh, let's just just let, let let it be known that. The ghost wolf is loose in the ether, um, and I don't. I I no longer possess the haunted wolf necklace. It, it, I don't know if the wolf's gone. I don't know. So just some, take that for what it's worth. Some, We're still fourteen over five hundred. Some freaking no 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 no. Here's how it works. I'll tell you exactly how it works. Oh here, go. here some, we go. Some freaking Jack London type who was like born in freaking I don't know Baytown. Went up <laughs> to went up to Seattle and on his way across the Rockies found. Found the pendant, found the medallion, and well, I didn't lose it in the Rockies. That, I mean, that, like, well, I, that's like, where broke it got my it. house. I just threw it in the trash. It's just in the garbage. No, well, the garbage is thrown uh, in the Rockies, and oh, that's yeah, that's right. You're right. The Grand Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, no. This is how the Mariners are winning because no, no, we're not gonna do. We're not doing that. No, not, the, the Ghost Wolf has nothing to do with the Mariners. The Ghost Wolf hates Seattle. Hates everything Seattle stands for. Oh, je- fuck, freaking Jack London. Like I mean, I mean. All right, I'm getting on eBay right now and seeing if there's another one I can buy. Cause you know what, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this. I admitted that, 
in in good faith saying that being just being honest with <laughs> with my people and you you have to remember that 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 game two win was me the shaman and the ghost wolf we did that so i i would that ghost wolf was just a very important part of that world series win so i i do want uh, some respect on me and the ghost wolf and the kind of the shaman the shaman really doesn't do anything but be racist but um so yeah so remember keep in mind that we were a catalyst but uh so yeah i don't want any blame being put on it broke. It was a twelve dollar eBay haunted necklace. What do you want me to do? No, it, it, it's more. It's far. What treasure is? What treasure do you actually pay the value of? Zero treasure. No, you. Yeah, you're right. That's true. You never. You've never actually buy like treasure. It's got. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. You're shit. Okay. Kevin Goldstein, I, give us our rings. No, give us our give us our rings. Like uh, we do. We really deserve them. We really do. He know. He know. Kevin. Kevin knows we do. Uh, even though he made a smart-ass comment when I asked him about it. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's in the mail or something. Fucking Kevin. Give me a ring. Give you me a damn ring. I've waited my whole life for this. Like, Give me a damn ring. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole. Fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole!